0: Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman, and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Happy Monday night, everybody. Good to see you guys here. Let's see what we can get going on with the chat. Get it loaded up. Happy Monday to Charles. How are you doing this evening? And hey to all you guys over here on Instagram that are joining. Hello to my beautiful neighbor, Miss Angela Shields. And let's see, Dr. Wyatt over here on Instagram. Good to see you. And KYGS Ryder, good to see you too. My Monday night buddies. How is everybody this evening? It doesn't seem like Monday to me. It really doesn't. It seems like Sunday. Almost. Um, draw your attention to the QR codes over here. And I've got some really good ones uh, to go with the show tonight. They're linked up to my Amazon shop. And they're on psychic protection is uh, the QR codes for this evening. But if you want to buy me a coffee or help Donate a little to pay for all the equipment that goes into all this. Just scan the Q- QR code there, and that will take you to the site where you need to uh, make your donation. Hey, to Madame Trinity over on Instagram. Good to see you this evening. we'll um, see. I think what we'll do, let's start off with this. I want to do a couple shout-outs this evening. Um, this one is to our friends over at Hitch to Homicide It's a true crime podcast that some friends of ours uh, do an excellent job at, and it is very much worth a listen, scan the QR code and it will take you to the site and you can listen on all kinds of different platforms. Uh, and it's just very, very interesting if you are true crime buffed. Hey to Justin R. over on uh, Instagram. Good to see you tonight. And let's go back to the chat here. Hey, awesome, guys. Thank you for the scans on Hitch to Homicide. Um, So let me leave that up for just another minute or two here. Tonight's uh, episode is about sand demons. They're also called Sand Runners or Sand Walkers. And we're also going to hit a little bit on the Frit, which are djinn type of demons and what the similarities are. There's a fascinating story I want to tell you about the Sand Demons. And um, a more detailed account is on another person's YouTube channel. And after the show, what I'll do is I'll go back and put a link to their channel in the Facebook post where this is streaming. Hey to Frank Alex over here on Instagram. Good to see you tonight. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our friends over Instacart. Um, If you scan the QR code and you use the Instacart, I I maybe get 10 cents from it, but (laughs) I really like Instacart and I use it a lot because I don't like to, interrupt my work schedule or in my work day early to have to go shop for groceries. And it really saves me a lot of time and effort and gas, the gas these days, uh, running around trying to get everything. And so I really enjoy using the Instacart, especially the older I get, the less I feel like getting out and battling traffic, if you know what I mean. So, if you can appreciate that and you want a little discount on Instacart, uh, scan the QR code there and that will take you to the Instacart site. And it's very, very handy. I love using it. All right. Let's get back to... I'm going to put up one of the best things for uh, clearing energy from your home and psychic protection. And that is, is this. Uh Tibetan singing bowl. It alters the vibration of the environment and the vibrations of sound go through the walls and through closets and basements and attics. And so um, I find that it covers everything without an area being left out or forgotten about, if you know what I mean. Let me take a look here. Okay, so let me see about getting rid of this little troll here. <sighs> Where's me? These people wear me out. Happy Monday, Melissa Begley. Good to see you. So what, uh, what other people try to do is they'll um, find a stream that has some kind of psychic or paranormal topic and then they piggyback on that and try to get the followers to um get a reading from them or donate money or whatever it's very annoying but it is a fact of the world that we live in these days isn't it so i have to kind of look out for those hey to susan and charles breakfield over here on instagram good to see you tonight so let's get into some sand demons, shall we? shall we? Let me tell you about the story that um, I looked into as I was doing the research for this. They're also called sand runners or sand walkers. Now, uh, um, as we're talking about this, I'm going to put up uh, the location that we're talking about. Now, um, these stories come from a specific region and... This is the region that we're talking about here. Okay? So this this image is provided by Google Maps. And let's take a look at this other picture of it here. Now, these pictures are from Google Earth. And the region is the recent the region of this desert is called Rigiggin. Now, the research that I did spelled gin G-I-N-N like the gin. And so it's, it's spelled both ways, but this is the area that we're talking about. And as you can see from the other picture, it kind of borders on a national park. I don't know if this region is part of the national park or not, but um, there's a lot of, History and folklore about the region. This is another kind of picture of the Rigogen vast area sand dunes in the middle of, and I can't pronounce it, Dashni Kavir, Iran's central desert in the border region of the Semin, <laughs> Semin and Isfahan provinces. Um, so, not a lot of people will travel to this area. Uh, because of all of the stories and the folklore that have been told about it. So, and sorry you guys on Instagram can't see the graphics that I'm putting up, but just know on Instagram I am working on getting you guys on the restream so that you can see the intros and the QR codes and all this other stuff, but it's going to take some doing and some finagling and downloading other programs and. You know, what what do we call them? Workarounds? It's going to take some workarounds to get it done. So, bear with me. So, anyway, Rigogen is is what we're talking about. Now, the sand runners take the form of living sand, uh, and specifically a living sand dune, and what they do is they control the wind, changing its form and shape at will. Um, these entities were encountered by a Russian exploration team in the 1940s, and this was well-documented. The Riga Jin, or Dune of the Jin, it's also called Dune of the Jin, or Riga Jin, um, nomads reported that stones there, contained within its location, emitted a crying, howling sound Okay, that so disturbed them And also, specifically the camels, that the camels refused to often enter the area. And if they forced the camels to enter the area, they walked so fast to get to the other side of it that they refused to stop until they were out of the area. And so, in the 1940s, a group of Russian explorers our researchers documented the following. And this was uh, such a really cool story. One of the researchers, okay, so they're, they're, they had this armed vehicle that became stranded in the Rigogen, and they noted a column of sand whirling and moving across the desert. Only it undulated and moved in such a way as if it was live, alive or cognitive. Of the presence of the research vehicle and so that drew their attention to this column of sand. So one of the researchers being inquisitive got out of the vehicle uh, and allowed the sand to swirl around him. The remaining researchers watched from the vehicle as the sand completely consumed the tissue parts of the man. The only items that remained were inorganic items that were part of this man's clothing. That's pretty bad. A dust storm was in the wake of the creature after he devoured the man, and the rest of the researchers sheltered in the vehicle until the uh, dust storm had passed. They remained trapped in the vehicle for several days because each attempt to exit the vehicle or to touch their feet to the sand called attention to the sand creature and it would start for them. The researchers noted that instead of individual sand particles acting as one, or instead of the individual sand particles, particles acting as one from observation, in other words, At first, when they first saw the sand runner, sand demon, they thought that the, the particles of sand were acting collectively as an entity. But after they observed this thing for quite a while, they noted instead that it seemed to be a singular creature instead of individual things acting as a group. Which I thought was pretty um, interesting as well. Hey to Valerie, McGrin, and Johnny. Good to see you tonight. So, several days passed, and the Russian reconnaissance team found the stranded researchers because all they could do was sit and wait for help. They couldn't get out of their vehicle. They just, And in 1940, they just had to sit and hope that some of the other research teams would go on reconnaissance and found them which is what they did the researchers told the retrieval team not to step into the sand as mines were area in other words they lied to keep these other men out of harm's way and they really didn't want to talk about what had happened to the uh, researchers that was killed or what was you know in the sand so keeping the knowledge of the sand creature a secret later they admitted to the truth in debrief in separate debriefing sessions the team leader Nikolai his reputation was damaged by admitting the truth even though secretly his leaders told him that they did believe him but that they would deny it in public to which he later retracted his account in order to save his career. Very interesting. Let me check the chat, make sure that there's no questions. Hey to my beautiful neighbor, Miss Amber Benteen, Sandra Pelfrey, um, Onessa Onessa, Ina Thompson, Sandra Lee Small, Elsie. Da, da, da. Okay, we need to take care of some here things here. Hey, to Kathy and Amber says sounds like sand Earthlings. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. So that I went back to see what the earliest verbal accounts were because you know there there wasn't a lot of documentation in the early days and the earliest verbal cl- accounts that I could find. Of these creatures were by Bedouin several hundred years ago. The legends indicate that a boy from a certain tribe took a walk into the desert and never returned. However, I mean, that wasn't unusual, but days later, several other people from the tribe went missing, also, including quite a few of the camels. So They uh, were telling other tribes, you know, stay away from this area. This is an area of Sand Demon. Uh, Some other, let's see, some other verbal accounts were another legend that stated a Bedouin traveler camped out for the night, incurring a sandstorm, only to find out in the morning he was surrounded by a sandwalker. So the significance behind that story is the fact that These are two stories that are linked because uh, a vision or a sight of the sandwalker, sand demon, is accompanied by a sandstorm. So remember when the Russian uh, researchers encountered this first sand demon, it was followed up by a sandstorm. And so other accounts are the same. It's either the the sandstorm occurs before or after visualizing this sand walker. So similar to accounts of djinn, because they think maybe the sand demons or sand walkers are just a specific type of djinn, Similar to accounts of jinn, where, where they are shape-shifting entities that use wind and elements from the earth to manifest Okay, so a lot of gin appear as dust, sand, dirt, fire, smoke, and these are all things that come from the earth. And so what I'm thinking is this may be just a different type of gin, but the the main mode of mechanism that's at work here is that the manipulation of air and uh, the wind. And that brought me back to thinking about you know, the breath of life. And so maybe the core of the life of these energies of jinn is the manipulation of wind. And then they certainly just um, use different elements to manifest, like sand, like we were talking about, dust, dirt, fire, and smoke. And so other writings that we find about the sand demons and also jinn are that these creatures are remnants of God's wrath, like leftover energies from God's wrath that are manifesting. Now, jinn or ifrit, also called ifrit, afrit, afrit, uh, it's an Arabic powerful type of demon in Islamic mythology often associated with the underworld and identified with spirits of the dead. Now, one thing I did read about with the sand demons uh, was that they actually were not spirits of the dead, but they fed off of spirits of the dead. So I thought that was very interesting. And specifically, they also fed off of women, women and newly deceased spirits, which uh, one of the legends of the Afrit mentioned newly deceased spirits, and we're going to talk about that. Okay, so in later folklore, <laughs> uh, this is back to the Afrit. They developed into independent entities identified as powerful demons or spirits of the dead who sometimes inhabit desolate places such as ruins and temples. And a lot of these ruins and temples were out in the desert or out near the desert where uh, it's inhabitable. So hey to quivers 2K and divine guidance. Good to see you on Instagram. Let me check for questions over here on Facebook. Okay. Okay, so there so the Afrit their true habitat is the underworld. Now here's interesting facts that I looked up in the Quran itself it mentions an ifrit in Quran 27 38 through40 the ifrit offers to carry the throne of the queen of Sheba to Solomon. so it's it's sort of trying to assist the humans. in a narrative of Muhammad's night journey according to the eighth century by Malik ibn As, In the latter account, the Afrit among the jinn threatens Muhammad with a fiery presence, whereupon the archangel Gabriel taught Muhammad the dua, an Islamic prayer, to defeat it. So, I thought that was very interesting that um, they had to have angelic help to defeat the Afrit. Now, here's, here's something interesting. Uh, that we were talking about as far as sand demons and the and what they fed off of now this is uh, this is some writing that comes from Egypt okay and so this uh, Egyptian text probably influenced by ancient Egypt idea of ka the Arafit are often identified with the spirits of the dead departing from the body at the moment of death. They live in cemeteries and wander around places the dead frequently visit or roam the earth close to the place that they died. Until the day of judgment, a person who died a natural death does not have a malevolent ifrit. Only people who are killed give rise to dangerous and active ifrit drawn to the blood of the victim, driving an unused nail into the blood is supposed to stop their formation. Now, let's go back to um, what we were talking about. Uh, some text that said the sand demons or the afrit were the remnants of God's wrath. Okay. And that, now we're saying that, you know, the sand demons feed off of humans But this text from Egypt says that they're made from a person who is killed in a bad circumstance. And it is that energy that creates the effect. So it kind of, to me, all goes together. You know, it's a remnant of God's wrath, but it's also like a remnant of a malevolent, violent killing and um, feeding off of death and being something that arises from death is a big part of this folklore history that I found absolutely fascinating because, you know, in Western culture, we don't really talk about these kind of things and we we don't really uh, know much about them. And so that's why I'm bringing the program to you tonight, is so that we can kind of be aware of some of the, the folklore and the history of these type of creatures. Now, here, see, such a frit might scare and even kill the living or take revenge on the murderer. Martyrs, saints, and prophets do not have this type of energy, and therefore they do not form into an frit. So, now, my question is, if a martyr or a saint was killed in a bad way or malevolently slaughtered because their energy was of such a positive nature, does that mean they would not form an Efret? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Here's another excerpt from Moroccan belief. The Efret form a more powerful type of demon compared to the jinn and other supernatural creatures. So in Moroccan beliefs, um, the jinn were separate from the Ifrit, and the Ifrit were more supernatural creatures, so they have a more substantial existence and were greater in scale and capacity than other demons, and their actual physical appearance was different and often portrayed as having mon- monstrous deformities such as claw-like hands or th- thorny hands, flaming eyes or seven heads. So Amber says, wow, to- I totally believe this. history is so important. Yes, it is. And I thought it was interesting that, um, you know, I think the, the wind is the mode or the, the wind, the air is the mode of energy that we're dealing with. And it just manifests through these different types of um, things from the earth. You know, the fire, smoke, sand, dirt, earth. I don't know about water, though. I did not read any accounts of it forming from water. And one of the things that they were saying about this sand in this uh, specific region having extra energy was that um, people would go to that that part of the desert and take the sand and bring it back to use in their homes and in different places. And the, the the history or the folklore that goes with that is that um, somehow the sand was instrumental in creating the flying carpet uh, folklore that we see today. Now, they went into detail with it, but I was more interested in the actual demons than anything. So, <laughs> um, And I will definitely... Put links to both videos um, in the Facebook uh, post afterwards. Let me check our time. We're good. Oh, next week. Let's see. I wanted to talk about argon pyramids because I've always wondered do these things work? If so, how do they work? How do I explain those to you guys? Does anybody have an argon? pyramid and uh, can you answer me in the comments real quick to see do you think the Argon pyramids actually work and you know if you have one like what kind do you have one <laughs> what kind do you have if you have one hey to Pam Smith and Betsy Conklin over here on Instagram let's go through a couple of QR codes I wanted to throw up because you know we're kind of talking about demonic type of stuff so I'm putting up a couple of things of, uh, you know, home protection type stuff. This is a peachwood bagua, and it's in the section of feng shui in uh, my Amazon shop. And this is just a little handy thing that you can use at home to put up and uh, use for psychic protection or, you know, home protection. I think it's a really nice little thing to have. There's a couple of other things I want to call your attention to um, that I put up on here tonight. Oh, this is an excellent one right here. Uh, This is some white sage spray. Like if you can't smudge your house and and you want something really quick to use, let's say that the energy or the air just feels stagnant or it just feels yucky. Or maybe you're sick of winter and you, you let's renew the energy of the house. This spray is great to do that. Um, let's say you don't want to spray, you like candles. Well, here, I've got you covered here. I got you covered. Um, this is a Sage and Palo Santo candle. These are awesome. I absolutely love the scent off of these and they just change the whole energy of the environment. Love these. And I'm loving these QR codes here for you guys because it's so nice to be able to share some of the ideas that I put on my Amazon shop for you guys, I really do love that. Okay, let's end with this. If you want to support the stream or buy me a cup of coffee, there's the QR code. It is much appreciated. Hey to JAWB one nine five zero. Hey to you. Good to see you. Uh, if you missed the beginning of the show, it this is. You just rewind and watch. And this is always logged in on my YouTube channel. I'm also going to leave a link in the comments down below after the show to my new YouTube channel. I'm putting all of, or I will be putting all of the Monday Night Live episodes on there eventually. They're all going to migrate from my old channel to the new one. And that way, you know, they won't be mixed up with other stuff and you won't have to sift through to watch it. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Uh, let me check all this stuff. Make sure you don't have any. Awesome. Good to hear. It. All right. We'll see you guys next Monday. And next Monday, I want to do Oregon pyramids. Charles says they're great for focus and calming. Hey, Charles, I love the sound of that. I've been very intrigued by them, but I'm going to go. You know me, Charles. I'm going to dive deep into the quantum physics of it because, ah, you know, that's just how I roll. <laughs> hey to Alvarez. Good to see you tonight. Um, Let's see. So Amber says, yes, just like chimney history, you've taught me how our practices in the old days form from... These beliefs, spirits travel in the wind easiest. Yes. And there's so many. Uh, there's so many folklore stories about specifically demons using the wind. And so when I came across the story about the sand demons and how they were wind type of creatures, I was like, Ah, oh, do we see a pattern here? Yes, we do. <laughs> Okay, I hope you guys have a fabulous week, and I will see you next Monday. Until then, because it's from Kentucky, and I will see you guys later.